This program is not censored. Consider yourself warned. Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad that no one will film it, two men will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads. Table Reads. With Sean McBee and Trevor Thompson. Yeah. Well, really, it's two men and a little Jimmy. Aw, uh, he's not that little. In fact, he's bigger than both of us. I've seen him. Yeah. This MFR is packing. Look, when your <laughs> when your bedroom is also the living room, sometimes you have to fucking you can't really be modest. You have to change where you can. Even if there's guests over. <laughs> yes, the politics of Jimmy's black living. Jimmy's black and a nudist. He's a Malcolm exhibitionist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That sounds like right. a horrible motherfucker to live with. No, man. I, I bet, I no, bet man, Trevor you're just came up with that joke. <laughs> I did. Just now. I did. Because there's nothing leading up to it that you could think it could be in like in another bit or something. It's so specific to the to what we're actually talking about. That's how comedy works, folks. <laughs> and we're here. This is episode 27, isn't it, Sean? It's something like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure. All right, we'll go with that. I'm pretty sure we're at episode 27 of Carnivore, everybody. Not of Carnivore. Into Carnivore. Of Carnivore. Around. Give me other prepositions. It's episode 27, but it's only part four of Carnivore. Oh, that's right. Okay. It's Carnivore, if you will. (laughs) Carnivore, ladies and gentlemen. That is is Sean. Can you... That's what part four would be. Yeah. Like the poster would be Karna and just the number four. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right, Sean, why don't you? It's inevitable. Inevitable. Yep. I mean, it would be inevitable if there was ever a first one. Oh no, though there's there's going to be definitely a first Karna based on the uh, popularity of this podcast, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, why don't you catch us up? Previously on Table Reads. Table Reads. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Nice production. Thank you very much. Trevor's been working on production, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, when last we left off, um, just to catch up on the first three, generally, uh, we have John, our protagonist, new to the city, staying in this... uh, Do you remember who's playing who? Yeah. Okay. Uh, John is our protagonist. He's staying in this weird creepy soup kitchen run by the Orson Welles voiced Rex Mundy who is a creepy dude um, and his helper uh, Granny I think we made the joke before that this character was tailor made for me because he talks like Orson and he's a creep Yeah, Uh, um, Granny is the cook there at the soup kitchen Uh, there's this guy Otto who is their like dwarfish butcher Um, and all of them are creepy and there's clearly some sort of uh, cannibal shit going on. <laughs> Clearly. John, meanwhile, is involved with this girl, Ophelia, because people are named that. Yeah. It's, uh, that aren't uh, Shakespearean. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a thing. It's just normal yeah. for someone to be named Ophelia. Fucking and Hamlet. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, I met a Roman. I, I did know a Roman. I knew a guy named Roman, too. A guy named Roman. Yeah, he was a Russian. Yeah. Um, Ironically. 
Ophelia works at a that's not ironic at a horribly named uh, liposuction clinic called Slimage Surgery Center. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We, we actually it was Slimage, but the way it's spelled is there's slimage. only one M, yeah. so it's Slimage. It is Slimage. Yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty much on the Slimage thing. Yeah, even though yeah. they might they might have meant Slimage. It, yeah. So they're, de- they're uh, definitely sucking slime out of you. So, so where we've last been, um, John has started banging Ophelia. He took her on a date. She's recently got some liposuction for some cellulite in her legs. Um, I don't know why that matters, but it probably does somewhere along the line. Yeah, we'll learn in the next few episodes. John has recently gone back to the soup kitchen and in a fit of... Uh, oh, and it's the stew, right? There's something about the stew. Uh, but in a, in a in a fit of of uh, who knows what, John decided to break into the uh, basement where they do their butchering, and he went down and opened a fridge and found Ophelia's ex Roman, uh, well, part of him in the fridge, his head, which had been uh, cut open, but you know still had the white tape from having his nose broken. Uh, and at that point, Otto comes upon him and chases him, trying to kill him, and he escapes. And that's where we left off. All right, so we're going to start there, I guess, right? And that brings us... Uh, brings us where? To the beginning? To the kitchen. Fade in. Oh, wait, is Jimmy reading the directions? Yes. Yes, I am. All right, there you go. Interior, kitchen, night. But John is already gone, the back door thrown open. Otto is about to follow when a, when a hand reaches out and stops him. Otto hunches back like a heeled dog as Rex steps towards the door. He closes it, and in his black eyes, we see the hint of a smile. Interior, Ophelia's apartment, night. The apartment door signal is buzzing and buzzing. The light goes on, and Ophelia enters, obviously annoyed, hitting the intercom. If this is you, Roman... You fucking asshole. The police are on the way. She switches to listen. No, 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 Ophelia, it's John. John, it's 3.30. Please, Ophelia. Something something happened. Something bad. Yeah, it's called the sound production on this podcast. (laughs) Is that really what it is? Something's weird. She presses the enter button as soon as she unlocks the door. John bursts in. He is shaking and out of breath. His hair, despite the cold, is slick with sweat. John, what happened? Immediately, he is pacing around the small apartment. Is it Roman? A little squeak jumps out of John's mouth. Did you see Roman? John nods, hands ringing, fingers nodding. In the mission? In the refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) What? You saw Roman in the refrigerator? John nods, unable to speak. Oh, I see. It was another bad dream. No, no, it was real. Uh, They told me what they were doing, and he told me the first day. Told you what? They butchered their own meat. It's cheaper that way. (laughs) It's cheaper. (laughs) John, you're not making any sense. But I didn't know. I swear I did not know. (laughs) All right, I'm calling the police. No, you, 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 you can't. You can't. Why not? Because they won't believe me. Pause. What the fuck? <laughs> no. No, don't call the police 
and nah. tell them that people are being murdered at the soup kitchen, they won't believe me. They can't open a fridge door. <laughs> cops would do that. Ah, tell us another one, quick. Are, 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 are the cops coming to the kitchen? You gotta watch. Oh, you gotta see what's, who's coming to the kitchen too. Offer them some of the stew. That'll do it. Yeah, some soil and green. Good, I, I wanted stew so bad. Reading the last, uh, last time, so delicious. Okay, unpause. Um, believe what? That I didn't know. Because I was there like everyone else. Every night, two bowls. They'll know it's still inside me. They'll smell it. I can smell it. <laughs> smell what? The meat! The meat! John, is something wrong with you? I know. I know. It's the meat. I can feel it. I ate it every night, Ophelia. And it's making me sick because his stomach convulses. Because. What? Say it. It tasted so horror and repulsion rise with human bile as he clamps his hand over his mouth and runs to the bathroom forcing himself to remain forcing herself to remain calm Ophelia follows interior bathroom night John is kneeling on the floor half dead his head still hanging over the toilet she kneels beside him taking hold of him it'll be okay maybe it's some kind of food poisoning making you half crazy shivering and weak He wraps his arms around her. You need rest. You need sleep. As she holds him, his breathing begins to ease. She softly kisses his head, resting on her shoulder. He turns his head, kissing her neck when something happens to him. She feels his body go rigid with fear. There is the soft curve of her neck. He smells something. Something just beneath her skin. Oh, God. Oh, God almighty. Good. Oh, man. I know. This is rough right here. This now is... Now it's getting really hokey and pulpy. And, yep. I'm I mean, loving they're it. Just, I mean, they're laying on the narrative right now. Dear right. podcast listeners, <laughs> as a public service, we should let you know, if you eat human flesh, you will crave human flesh. Because it's delicious. Just eating human flesh unawares will make you want to eat living people. This is the message of this story. Motherfucker. It's a good message. <laughs> well, you start noticing that quadriceps are packed with meat instead of muscle. Yeah. See, it's just it's a, it's a point of view. <laughs> John? I think it's a good message. <laughs> he screams, scrambling away from her. <laughs> what? What? He's too terrified to speak. You didn't scream, though. Jimmy needs to scream. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was grandma has to go he's gonna clean up his grandma's piss. <laughs> Just scared the piss out of her. God damn it, John, you're scaring me. Something's happening to me. What? I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy, how come you never made it as an actor? <laughs> Nobody on this show can talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I came close a couple of times. Man. And I've seen some people that pass me up go on and do nice things that I would have smoked. Man, I came real close to never making it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you... <laughs> exactly. I mean, I was actually in the hey, room and hey, they hey, said, hey, fuck I, off. I could have been made fun of by people watching me on a screen instead of listening to me on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I got I got made of made fun of in front of by people at the fucking audition. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right there in the fucking room. All right. That's what I'm saying. I didn't stay as, and sit at home on the couch and fantasize of getting fucked over. I actually right. went out and did it. <laughs> Which, you know, you got to have pretty low self-esteem if you fantasize about getting fucked over. 
Enough of this oh. shit. Oh, sorry. Oh, that was the character. <laughs> Sean was just she getting angry. Open, she throws open the medicine cabinet and grabs a large bottle of sleeping pills. She ain't playing. She fills a glass of water. You need to calm down. You need Does to she sleep. Fill a glass of water with pills. <laughs> and says she a grabs big, pills. a big ass bottle of pills. <laughs> and she fills a bottle of water with it. It has to be a large bottle for some reason. We, it just, it's gotta be big. You need to calm down. You need to sleep. When you wake up, maybe you'll have been eaten. All right. <laughs> when you wake up, we'll talk. She shoves the glass into his hand. Open. He opens his mouth and she drops in several capsules. He drinks and swallows. Well, that's a recommended allowance of. Fade out. Oh, you know what? I actually have a thing for that. Well, you don't. Fade think. out. It says fade out. We may <laughs> as well. Fine. Yeah. Fade in. Interior Ophelia's apartment, day. The room is still dark, the Venetian blinds holding back the morning. John, his face as gray as ash, is asleep on the futon, wrapped tightly in a mess of sheets. It was a torturous night. A a smell fills his nostrils, a terrible gagging smell, and he coughs, waking up. (coughs) Rex Mundy, fully dressed, is sitting in the room, deep in shadow. A single slice of light cuts across his mouth. Good morning, citizen. John scrambles back into the corner. How did you... Where's the fair Ophelia stepped out to find you something to eat? <laughs> he grins. But it won't be enough, will it, John? <laughs> <laughs> this is corny as fuck. <laughs> I, I know what you do. No, no, read it. Read it as it's written, Jimmy. It's a question mark. I know what you are doing. I no, know what you're doing. There's a question mark at the end of that oh, sentence. God, okay, hold on. Wait a minute. Let's back it up. I know what you're doing. Of course you do. You've known all along, as long as the audience has. (laughs) You've known all along from the very first bowl, that first mouthful. That's a lie! Your body knew at once what it had inside of it. It was what it had always wanted. John can fill his stomach. A great gaping hole as empty as it has ever been. Jimmy's really low. Jimmy, are you close to your mic? Yeah. Is this super it's, low? It's Skype. Oh, that's, that's no, it's, better. It's Skype. It's just Skype. Skype does that, dude, sometimes. Uh, where were we? Oh. He, feel, he, he feels his stomach. Yeah, let me start. Yeah. John can feel his stomach, a great gaping hole, as empty as it has ever been. It is what everyone wants. John grimaces. His stomach feels like the skin of a sausage grilling about to rupture. What's wrong with me? Your body has been set free. Mundi watches John in obvious anguish. There is only one true desire, John. Everything else is a lie. A lie that begins for most when they are pulled from their mother's teat and given a bottle of cow's milk. John tries to stand to move away. He does not want to hear this. The mind learns to accept what it cannot have, but deep inside, the body never forgets. No. You can eat until you are sick. That's impossible! (laughs) (laughs) You can eat until you are sick without ever feeling sated or satisfied. Why? You will gorge yourself on the flesh of every animal except one. 
Why, John? Because you are afraid. Afraid of what you really are. Afraid that what you are is all that you are. No! I reminded you, John. I woke the truth inside you. Now the appetite is alive. John, dripping with sweat, sinks to the floor, clutching his stomach in agony. God! There is no God that can help you. The appetite is a part of you now, gnawing away. You can feel your stomach trying to digest itself. Mundy pulls a heavy package wrapped in butcher brown paper from his pocket. John stares at it and we can almost see him begin to drool. (laughs) Mundy throws it on the floor between them. You can make it stop. Give it what it wants. Feed it. John hesitates, his glance shifting from Mundy to the package. Feed me. <laughs> On hands and knees, John lunges for the package. <laughs> <laughs> On his hands and knees, lunging for a package. There you go. I love it. Not, 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 not the package. You the, know, that's package. The, the package. The package, right? This guy is going for <laughs> the dick. <laughs> Tearing it open. <laughs> oh my, okay, this whole... This whole chunk of direction and Mundi's next line yeah. is so hypersexual. Yep. Go on, Jimmy. I'm Keep kinda, reading. I'm kind of getting a boner, actually, just reading it. Bloody cubes of raw meat spill out. John stuffs them in his mouth, gobbling them down. Mundi smiles. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> I had such high hopes for John. Anyway, exterior city street night. It is a bitter cold night outside a dull gray office building. After a long beat, we hear a woman giggling. <laughs> As the giggling grows louder, we see a man and woman pushing out through the revolving door of the building. He is pushing, the bo- pushing with both hands on her ass. Mm. Oh, shit. They stagger out, obviously drunk, laughing as she stumbles in her high heels. Their laughter is swallowed by the emptiness of the city. The woman is disheveled, her blouse not fully buttoned, her hair tousled, her lipstick smeared. Her appearance suggests they had just had sex, yet he looks exactly as he probably looked early this morning when he entered the building. What Even his tie Yeah, pimpin boy. Even his tie <laughs> sticks tight to his collar. He reaches into the pocket, pulls out his wedding ring, and slides it on. The woman laugh. The woman's laugh dies ugly. Oh yes, there it is. He looks at her indifferently. You could wait five more fucking minutes. Doesn't bother you when you see me take it off. <laughs> God, you're a pig. I don't know why I fuck you. He smiles. <laughs> you want to keep your job? Stunned and sickened by him, she rips a ruby earring from her each ear. You make me sick. I don't want any part of you anymore. She throws the earrings at him and spins on her heel and walks away. See you tomorrow. He smiles, picks up the earrings, slips them into his pocket. Whistling, he heads towards the entrance of an underground parking garage and staircase darkens into a black shadow that swallows the man as he descends. So basically, she was like, I hate you. Here, you can have these ruby earrings to bribe me for sex with later. (laughs) I don't think that's it. I I just saved you $1,000. Yeah. Let's do this again Another Another $1,000 because you'd have to pay again. So, you know... Yeah, she's, he's, she's getting her cheap. Cheap? Like the budgie. 
Interior staircase night. The man appears, rounding the corner of the first level. Abruptly, he stops, noticing a figure huddled in the corner of the landing below. It is John, dressed in garbage-picked clothes. The man looks away and continues down the stairs towards John. Mister! Mister! Oh, oh, hold on. This is a reflection of the opening scene. Oh, my. With, uh, what was that guy's name? The... The first guy you played, Kubu? Kuru. 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 I really should have been paying attention to the time, actually. I think about it. <laughs> I have no idea how long we've been doing this. <laughs> it's 311. It's time to rock, man. All right. Okay. Uh, Mr. Mr. The man does not acknowledge him. Mr. Can you help me? John reaches out with his hand as the man passes. I'm hungry. John grabs hold of the man's pant leg. The man is repulsed and jerks his leg free. His footsteps quickly fade down the stairs. Hungry. John crawls to the edge of the landing, listening as the door to the level below opens and closes. Interior underground garage night. The vast garage is ominously empty and silent, (coughs) save for the man's hurried footsteps. From behind, the door again opens and booms shut. I love when people say save for. Uh, (laughs) The man stops and looks back at the circle of light around the door. It is empty. There is faint rattling in the distance. To his left, he hears the sound of someone running and he turns, catching a glimpse of a shadow that disappears behind a steel column. Is someone there? Wait, hang on. I'm sorry. Hold on. Is someone there? Another series of running steps, a flash somewhere else. The metal rattling grows louder, closer. The man's eyes are darting. He seems frozen like a deer. Deer. He bolts. In the dark edges of the garage, behind the rows of columns, he can see them, shadows, running with him. It is a wild chase, weaving through the iron and concrete columns that seem like the trees of a man-made jungle. The man can see his red jaguar. The silver cat is poised on the hood as the man races towards it. Behind him, the predators gain. He tears out his keys and jams the key into the lock when there is an animal shriek. A lot of jungle whisper up in that. A lot of, a lot of wild kingdom. Yeah. He tears out his keys and jams the key into the lock when there is an animal shriek. John bounces <laughs> up, springing over the car. Landing on top of the ter- uh, on top of the terrified screaming man, they tumble to the ground. John rolling away. The man, free for a moment, tries to get back to the car, scampering on hands and knees. He reaches for the handle for the keys, but the keys are gone. He hears the jingling keys behind him. He begins to cry, turning to see the predators surrounding him: John, Otto, and Kuru, dangling the keys. I love how Jimmy the- has turned into a 1940s newsman. Yeah, what's the mid? I'm, I'm, I'm working. The Mid Atlantic. Towards it, but I, I haven't gotten the man free for a moment. Tries to kick back to the car, scampering on hands and knees. Well, that's right, folks. It would get real bad quick if I started there. I'm, I'm Why don't you just tell way. us about how no one knows, but the shadow knows? <laughs> What's <laughs> our boys in the Pacific are at it again? What is me with shadow scripts, motherfucker? Climbing up a notch to number five, it's new kids on the block with. We suck. Why did you take it to the nineties? I took because no Casey like Case no 90s. Casey Kasem was still doing that shit to but his Casey, dying day. Casey Kasem was doing that shit in the eighties, yes. so it's so eighties, you know. It's, it's everything. Just, Casey's I don't just, know. Casey's just that broadcaster. He was doing it when he was hallucinating on meds on his final days. Hi, I'm Casey Kasem, and there's a dragon in my room. Like. <laughs> He's gonna keep doing it forever. <laughs> hey, what? No Wolfman Jack, baby. No. Well, you know what? <laughs> Wolfman Jack's a one-trick fucking. 
Okay, I like Wolfman. Okay. I love Wolfman. Maybe I loved him. Maybe a little too much, Jimmy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, come on. Let's get back to this Agnes Moorhead. I don't know, man. <laughs> Agnes Moorhead. You know, she was okay. in Citizen Kane. You know, she was on The Shadow. I know that, too, yes. All right. We're going to start from the Predator's surrounding. The Predator's surrounding him, John, Otto, and Kuru dangling the keys. I wish I had the, the Predator sound effect. That would be nice. The jingle of the keys blends into the metal rattle as Granny moves into the half circle, pushing her grocery shopping cart. What, what do you want? That's too much, dude. Just, oh. just do the line. What do you want? <laughs> he throws his wallet at them. Here, take it. Take it, please. Don't hurt me. They close in on him. Kuru and Otto taking hold of his arms, and the arm, feeble, unable to resist, continues to sob. The man. Am I still Granny? Yes. Is that who I'm talking? Okay. Shh, now. This will just take a minute. She pets his head, trying to calm him. It's okay. Nothing to worry about. She runs her fingers across his forehead, coating them with his sweat. She licks them, tasting, smacking her lips, tongue. Not bad. Inspecting closer, she reaches under his arm, pinching his fat. <laughs> he is now crying uncontrollably. Congratulations, John. From her shopping cart, Granny pulls a baseball bat. He's a keeper. She gives John the bat and <laughs> pushes him line. up to the plate. It's <laughs> a fucking awful line. <laughs> they all are. I know, but I really love it. She's about to beat the shit out of him. No, the man she, on his I knees. His no, arm. Uh, tre- uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, read the, the that last line of direction after he's oh. a keeper. J- Trevor didn't hear it because he was too busy commenting. She gives John the bat and pushes him up to the plate. The man on his knees, his arms still held behind him, looks up at John pitifully. John stands motionless. The man begins repeating the word God over and over. John raises the bat. The man drops his head as he fills his pants with urine. John's grip loosens. I I, I can't. Granny stands behind him, whispering in his ear. You can and you will, because deep down, you want to. John shakes his head. Please! Look at him, John. See him for what he really is. Meat. That's all. Fresh marbled meat that you can smell. Meat you can almost... taste. John's mouth begins to salivate. (laughs) How are we supposed to film that? (laughs) What, his mouth salivating? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Is he gonna drool? <laughs> well, those those suckers probably would try some crazy ass they, zoom yeah. into the glands shit. They were out there with bounds. They yeah. three kings that shit into his salivary gland. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> there is they only venture that, they venture that shit in there. That's what they do. There is only one truth in this world: one law to obey, one rule to survive. Eat, John. Eat or be eaten. Oh, that's a real strong argument for cannibalism. Yeah, right. Well, oh. she has a point. Who is she? Eating or be eaten. Huh? All these other people that are, like, threatening to eat you, right? Yeah. There's, like, a McDonald's across the street. Whatever will I do? I guess I gotta kill this guy. Yeah. I. They're, they're, not, they're not eating healthy. She's telling, you know, I, uh, she's, she's preaching the gospel is what she's trying to do. She's like, I'm just persnickety. I got, you know... Weird tastes. <laughs> I would All never right. eat McDonald's. Now give me that bat. Yeah, right. Uh, his face contorts viciously as he raises the bat. The scream fills the entire garage. The bat falls. There is a loud pop as the bat strikes the back of the man's skull. 
Now that's where you want to do it. Yeah, right. But never seem to die. There's no Just good meat dim- in skull. Yeah, it's a night. You know, Most I like, like the brain. The, it is. I actually heard somebody get hit in the head with a bat. It's horrible. The scream spades, but never seem to die. Detroit. You ain't lying, Southwest baby. Just a dim, echoing roar in our ears. Grady Pat's John. You're one of us now. Kuru and Otto lift the body of the man and load it into the shopping cart. Interior slimage surges in a day. Slimage center. Ophelia walks down the hall towards the glass door of the clinic. She digs the keys from her purse and stoops to unlock the doors when she notices a manila envelope with her name on it. Inside the envelope is a note from John. I'm sorry that I haven't been myself lately. I hope these will help you forgive me. She tilts the envelope and a pair of ruby earrings spill into her palm. They are the same earrings the woman threw back at the man. Thanks Ophelia for smiles that. and unlocks the door. Interior, slimage, surgery center, day. Ophelia is admiring her new earrings in the mirror behind her desk when Shelley enters. Good morning, Ophelia. Morning, Mrs. Purdue. How are your thing? Thighs? Things. Your thighs? <laughs> How are your thighs? Much better today. I am so proud of you, Ophelia. It was a big step, wasn't it? Ophelia nods. Believe me, the first step is always the hardest. But now a whole new world of possibilities has opened up for you. You can feel it, can't you? Yes, I suppose I can. And you're still so young and pretty. Thank you. Now maybe we'll finally get to fix that little nose of yours. <laughs> what a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> she gives her like the Samantha wink too, I bet. She winks teasingly <laughs> and passes Ophelia but stops at the door to her office. Oh yes, cancel Miss Sedier's appointment today. All right, was there another problem? Yes, but I've taken care of it. I don't think she'll be back. <laughs> Having destroyed her as a human being at her core. Fucking yes. Jesus, that nose comment. I <coughs> Jesus, Sean, you all right? You've been coughing up a storm today. Yeah. I told you I was sick. Yeah, but I yeah. mean. Now it's just like all the shit that's left over, over in me, sick. like trying to come out. I know this isn't Ted, but we got we to gotta spend some time at some point examining why Sean is sick all the time and for longer than human beings are supposed to be sick for. I'm not sick now. What's with all the coughing then? There's, I just said there's shit like in, in my body from being sick so, that wants to come out. So in other words, everything's fine, but you're still coughing and have sick symptoms. Also, I'm not sick that often. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't, I, but you try being married to a preschool teacher who brings home kid germs all the fucking time. You want me to try that? Point. I know I got. I know I was sick a lot when I had kids. You still have kids? No, I mean when they were like around me when they were little, when they were catching everything before they had kids. Kids are little buckets of disease. Yeah, before they had kids. You're so old. Anyway, uh, smiling, she shuts it all right. He's so old, he remembers when people talk like how he's reading the directions. <laughs> Before the we evolved Hutt- personalities. <laughs> I love the Hudsucker proxy. Underrated. It, it is underrated, but what a story leading up to I it. I think it's accurately rated. I don't think people, like... People I mean, I, I think I people love that know. movie. More people should, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's like people love Joe versus the volcano, but you hardly ever see it. Nobody ever talks about it as being one of Tom Hanks' big movies or something. And, and uh, Ryan's I, for I that matter. 
think the same thing with the Hudsucker project. It's my favorite. Like, it's my favorite Tom Hanks. They did that people don't really talk about too much. It's my favorite Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie. But it's not underrated. Nobody's ever <laughs> like the Hudsucker proxy is okay. Well, I mean, underrated in like the regard that, you know, Neil Sean from Ario Speedwagon is underrated. He's a great fucking guitar player, but who the fuck knows him and who talks about him? You know, with people that do know him, they know he's a great guitar player. I mean, that's what I'm saying. We know it's a great movie, but I'm just saying it. It's not up there with the big Lebowski and all the conversations and shit, you know, not even Raising Arizona, which was way before it. You know, people thought, yeah, big Lebowski was a fucking big dumb move on the Coen Brothers part when it came out right after Raising Arizona they're like what is this a fucking stoner stoner what do you mean right after Raising Arizona wasn't it after it was like 15 years after (laughs) no it wasn't it wasn't that long it fucking was well what was the movie that came right before Lebowski it was Uh, one of their big ones it wasn't Oh Brother no Lebowski was out Fargo that's what the fuck it was anyway we are getting massively off track yeah yeah so did. Okay. Smiling, she shuts the door behind her. Interior mission basement night. Stretched limply over a hangar suspended in the dark space above us is a beautiful dark fur. In the background, we can hear John and Otto through their voices on muscle, muffled. Though their voices, not through their voices. Huh. Well, thank you for correcting me. You're welcome. There's one basic rule of thumb. The richer they are, the more they eat, the better they taste. Is that right Rex wanted this one? I don't know. I think this one was a favor. <laughs> we pass under the dark emptiness of the fur. The dark emptiness the of the fuck fur. is that about? <laughs> <laughs> that just reminded me of fucking Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> you pass under the dark emptiness of the fur. Cover the emptiness of my hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See here on the flank and all along the button thighs. Lipo tracts. All the tasty bits suck dry, but she ain't bad. Is this like when the, the, the coyote turns to the audience and starts talking about why he loves Roadrunner and he like points to a Roadrunner fucking like little chart of all the different meats? By the way, yes, they have that exact same chart at Palookaville. Somebody actually went in and, and of the Roadrunner, yeah, the one that the coyote pulls down and starts talking about. Hmm. It's actually like I gotta have it, man. Yeah, it's on, it's on the wall it. at Palookaville. Someone made one. I love that. Yeah, I haven't it's noticed awesome. that, and I've been there like forty times. It's amazing. Well, it took. I was like, oh my god, how long has I been here before I noticed it? And how there, fucking big is it? Sean's been there forty fucking times. It's, it's a hole in the wall, dude. It really is. It's I'm tiny. talking about the fucking um, Palookaville yeah. uh, poster thing, the the thing that they. How took big is the, the poster? Uh, he says. Yeah, oh, how big uh, is it? Um, it's about the size of your uh, the the Beatles mm. thing you made, maybe a little smaller. Anyway, folks, more irrelevant stuff. Jimmy, we we pass under the dark. No, <laughs> next one. I'm it is sorry. an enticing direction to read. Though. It is really nice. You want to read it again? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ahead, we see the voices are coming from the shower room, which is hidden by the heavy plastic shower curtain. There is a gap at the bottom where we can see it into the where we can see into the room. Now grab hold of them bottles. See, this was a good accent to use for him. He said them bottles. Yeah. Now grab one of them bottles. We can see John's shoes in the heavy rubber boots that Otto wears. On the floor beside them is a funnel and several green wine jugs. The jugs are empty. John bends down and lifts one of them. Hold it like this. Here. We hear the quick zinc zinc of a knife being sharpened. We see the three figures in the room, more defined through the foggy plastic. 
The two darker figures are Otto and John, which can be determined by their feet. The other figure and appears the fact to be that suspended. Yeah, suspended in the air and through the translucent haze of the curtain, it looks like a great side of beef, white and pink. <laughs> the, the colors of sweat and meat. Suet. Can, suet. Suet and the colors of suet and meat. Suet is meat. Suet. Well, whatever, I man. I don't think it, it is. Isn't it like I'm not entrails clear. or something? Like I'm really not clear. Ugh. Maybe maybe it's the fatty. Because suet is very tough. It's the it's the tissue that connects the muscles. Okay, maybe it's not meat. All right, sorry. Oh no. Anyway, auto, auto. You just auto. you just pull back on the hair and cut. Blood suddenly sprinkles onto the floor around their feet. The bottle. The bottle. The blood stops. It's clean. Stops it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am so disappointed in John. Anyway, <laughs> the blood stops. I like the we hear the bottle. <laughs> yeah, all you need to do to turn someone into a murderer is give them people stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's apparently, blood stops as we hear it filling the bottle. Otto slaps the naked flesh. This one here will probably fill three and a half or so. After they're drained, I'll show you what's next. It's easier than you think. Zink, zink. The knife sharpens again. Here at the tailbone, about an inch deep, right down the spine. There is a strange zipping sound. John steps back as though he suddenly lost his balance. Blood is missing the bottle and splattering around his feet. Then here and here. We are almost to the curtain and the blood is everywhere, puddling on the floor. Then you just cut a finger hole and tear. An awful tearing noise begins. That's as noise. the bottle that John had been filling slips out of his hand, shattering on the tile floor in a deafening explosion of green glass and blood. John, towards the, John turns towards the curtain, lunging, gulping for air. The heavy rubber boot stepping through the, puddle of, through the pool of blood, glass crunching underfoot past the swinging shadow of the hanging body. Otto throws open the curtain and finds John sitting on the bench between the lockers, breathing deep and looking very sick. Otto shakes his head, disappointed. Me too, man. <laughs> Granny's probably got some work for you upstairs. John looks up. I'm sorry. You can throw all that stuff in the furnace, but tro. not the coat. You said it's, tro. Yeah. <laughs> T-R-O-W. But not the coat. It's a good <laughs> coat. <laughs> Otto snaps the curtain about. Shut, and again we hear the knife sharpening. Zing, zing. Interior mission kitchen night. I love this music, by the way. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it's working with this. Of course it is, but now it's now of course that you mention it, it's it's empty. There we go. Started over. <laughs> Interior mission kitchen night. A bowl is being washed. John passes it under the water, rinses it, then eats it. The <laughs> he <damp>. eats it. Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck people. Oh I'm going to eat everything. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't let me get sucked in here like this, y'all. Don't let it happen to me, man. Don't let it happen to me. I was thinking Pac-Man. Yeah. yeah, he's a human yeah, Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> then sets in the rack. John stares blankly as he lifts another dirty bowl from the cart. The crusty brown remnants of the stew thin scrape lines left from the bowl, from the spoon. John begins to hear the scraping of the spoon against the bowl. He's unable to move, listening. We hear the man eating, slurping the stew, smacking on the thick pieces of meat. <laughs> John looks at the enormous stack of dirty bowls piled on the cart. The number has grown to almost cosmic proportions. Comic. Comic. 
boy. Comic. Comic. Almost Either comic. one works, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> we begin to hear more eating noises. A bunch of scraping. Clattering spoons multiply, growing louder. Nom, 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 nom. It seems the entire dining hall was stuffed <clears throat> in tiny kitchen. Suddenly, there's a knock on the back door, cutting the noise short. John shuts the water off and goes to the door. He throws the bolt and opens the door to find Ophelia. Sweet Ophelia. I know that's right. Revealing the ruby earring. I love them. (laughs) (laughs) He embraces and kisses John, who reacts awkwardly. I thought you were feeling better. I am. I just, uh, I mean, uh, I wish... Uh, I want to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a sexy way, either. <laughs> oh, God damn. He glanced at the open basement door. You shouldn't come here anymore, Phil. Why not? He doesn't want to answer the question. Did come we really on, need what? that in the directions? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, no, you could have left that to the no, actors. That, that's it, it, me and Trevor Woods again would have shut out to yeah. make pay. It's the hey, these are the guys that wrote the like, Matrix. They know what they're doing. Yeah, sure. Like up the fucking pages. You don't need all that shit. He doesn't want to answer the question. Come on, let's go upstairs. Interior John's bedroom night. John shuts the door. John, what's going on? You have to tell me. I want to know why you were acting so strange the other night and why you disappeared that morning. God. What? He can't stop himself from smiling at her. You were so beautiful. <laughs> Fuck this dialogue. She blushes. <laughs> How are your legs? Oh, you tell me, I know cowboy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can I? No, sorry, no. Read that again. Let me put them around How your, your head. They're fine. Can I see? I know that's right. He sits on the bed beside her and tries to push her skirt up. No, I, I can't remove the bandages yet. Just a peek. No, John, stop. Come on, talk to me. But I'm hungry. <laughs> talk about what? Well, what do you Wait, want to talk oh, about? Sorry, I missed Come that on, one. bitch. What do you want to talk about? What happened the other night? I don't know. I'm not sure I can explain it. And even if I could, I don't think you could understand it. Not yet, anyway. What does that mean? Are you saying I'm stupid, you bitch? <laughs> What? I had this feeling lately uh, there's this connection between us. Like, uh, we headed in the same direction in that uh, right now. You Why are the you same talking like Otto? Like- <laughs> Why are you talking like Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High? <laughs> I like Damone. Yeah. You don't care if she comes, stays, lays, or prays. No matter what happens, hey, she goes and still tapping. Hey, I've this feeling lately. Hey, you know, hey, bucker. <laughs> I need my 50 Lodge. Yeah. Now, I read that whole thing again. <laughs> but, but, you know, don't suck this time. Yeah, the non-suck had, version, please. I've just had this feeling lately that there's this connection between us. Like we're heading in the same direction. That right now we're learning the same things. You know, you're learning the same things I'm learning. Learning what things? Things like when what you are, and more importantly, what you want. He leans into her and kisses her neck. You like the earrings? Yes, very much. But I have to know where you got the money for them. And don't tell me Granny gave it to you. They were donated to the mission. By who? An older woman or, I mean, uh, her estate. She died and gave everything to Rex. He said I could pick out what I wanted, and I took the earrings, and uh, he crosses to the closet. I was going to save it and give it to you later, 
for a birthday or maybe Christmas, but I think you should have it now. From the closet, he pulls the long, dark, lush fur coat. Ophelia clamps her hand over her mouth. God damn. Easy. <laughs> oh, my God. John offers to her, though she seems almost scared to touch it. You, you don't like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? It's beautiful. He, her fingers disappear beneath the thick, soft fur. Try it on. He, he smiles guiltily, but turns and lets, it, lets him slip it on. Oh my god, John. I can't believe this. There's a woman who comes to the clinic who has a coat like this. I've always wondered what it would feel like to wear one. To wear this one, actually. <laughs> she, she models herself in the mirror, wrapped in its luxuriousness. Oh I love to say that word. Thanks, y'all, for putting that word up in there. Let me say it again. Luxuriousness. You don't get to say that word very often in Detroit. No. <laughs> you don't get to say that word very often in life. Although I'll be surprised. I'm, on, I'm honestly surprised you don't know any black people with, like, you know, four-year-olds named Luxurious or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was the 80s. Okay, good point. Yeah. And John, it's really hard to throw a Q in that name. <laughs> La luxurious, laquarious, <laughs> luxuriousness, quis. Uh, uh, luxuriousness. Uh, John behind her is excited <laughs> by the animal skins. He buries his head in her hair, which tumbles loose in the fur. He feels the fur against his naked arm. He feels the fur against his naked arms wrapped around her. Oh no! He kisses her neck and ear. What? It feels wonderful. Good. No, it's bad. Why? It's fur. It's not right. Fur is murder. You said it felt good. She smiles almost intoxicated by the feel. It feels incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to what your body wants. That's a date rapist if ever I heard it. <laughs> she laughs. That sounds like Rex. He unbuttons her blouse. my dinosaur friend. Exposing her naked body beneath the black coat. His hand strokes across the fur, finding her breast. John, please, we need to talk. No, no one needs to talk. She moans, closing her eyes. She moans again. He answers in a low, almost bestial growl. He begins to bite at her hair, her shoulder, and up along her neck. The more he touches her, her warm flesh under the animal skin, the more excited they become. He presses her against the wall, his hands moving through the fur down her wallet, where he begins to pull the coat and her skirt up along the back of her thighs. Against down the her wall, wallet? Her what wallet. does that mean? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I thought Jimmy said the wrong word. No, he Not didn't. It says down her wallet. <laughs> yeah. I said it like I was saying the wrong word. Yeah. I'm like, I don't <laughs> know. He didn't, yeah, he didn't think it was right. Go, yeah. Let me just go with that. <laughs> that's what's on the page. Uh, against the wall in the shadows of the room lost in the coat she looks very much like an animal standing on its hand its hind its hand legs it says hand legs jesus fucking christ <laughs> he begins to nibble at her lobe licking it pulling at it with his lips and as he sucks it we hear the <laughs> we hear her earrings tinking against his teeth suddenly her expression changes Blood begins to seep from his tightly pursed lips. Damn. John, ow! He holds her tighter. John, that hurts! She screams and she tears free. We ah! hear his teeth. We hear his teeth biting through the car. she's raping Terry Jones in a python <laughs> sketch. 
<laughs> Stop it! <laughs> this this motherfucker trying to get her. John stumbles back, his mouth chin covered with blood. She covers her bleeding ear. Jesus! Ophelia throws off the coat. What is wrong with you? John, stunned, still has something in his mouth. <laughs> I love you. Oh, wow. I love. I love you. It's Tyson and Holyfield again. Shaking her head, she rushes out the door. Unable to say anything, unable to understand what he has become. After a moment, he tastes a piece of her lobe, an earring in his mouth. He spits it into his hand, blood and saliva running between his fingers. He closes his hand into the fist, holding it tightly. John turns to the window, watches Ophelia burst into the alley, running from the building. He is seen pressed against against the panes of the window like an animal pressed against the bars of its cage. God damn. Ready opens the door to John's room. That's heavy-handed, boy. That's, that's, <laughs> heavy, that's Damn. Yeah. Ready? Come on, Granny. John? John cannot move. Ophelia is gone. Granny gently turns John from the window. She begins to clean the blood from his face with a dish towel. Had a little mess here, didn't we? He stands numbly, his fist still clenched. It's hard at first. It'll get better. John suddenly looks straight at Granny. I bit her. I know, honey. I know. It's okay. It's natural. She continues to clean him, dabbing the towel to her tongue and then wiping his face. Do you know that cats eat their young? Rex kept telling me that over and over. Ah, Granny ate her kids. Yep. She pauses for a moment, remembering. I felt so bad about it for a long time, but Rex just kept saying, It's natural, Gretchen. It's natural. That's when I wondered. Something has to die for something else to keep on living. She puts the towel to his nose. Here, blow. John blows his nose into the towel. Now you just need to get some sleep. She leads him to the bed. Sleep makes everything feel better. He lays down. She sees the blood leaking from his fist, tries to open it. He jerks it away from her. Okay, I know. One day you'll understand. You'll see. He clutches his fist to his chest and rolls away from her. Dissolve to interior John's bedroom night. It is much later that night. John is having a nightmare, tossing in his sleep, his face beaded with sweat. Interior parking garage night. Everything moves very slowly as John rises up to see himself standing with the baseball bat. He sees everything from the perspective of the man he killed. The bat smashes down. Interior John's music for that, by the way. Yeah. Interior John's bedroom night. John's head whips sideways and has been bashed by the bat. Interior showers night. John is hanging upside down, staring at the tile floor. The feet of Otto and John as Otto slit his throat. He watches John holds the bottle, catching the stream of blood. The bottle slips and we see it slowly fall and smash. Interior, John's bedroom, night. John bolts upright, his mouth gaping as though he were trying to scream but couldn't. He grabs his throat to make sure it isn't slit. He calms down. His breathing begins to slow. He looks at his hand, which is still knotted into a tight fist. Slowly the hand opens, but to his horror, it is empty. The earring is gone. His he hand ate it. Bed and runs to... Interior, John's bathroom, night. Clicking on the white light, John goes to the sink and turns on the cold water. He gulps at the stream for a long time before coming up for air. He lifts his head and catches his reflection in the mirror. He sees he has begun to sweat 
teeny beads of blood. He tries to wipe it off, but he cannot. He begins to cough. He doubles over, his face turning bright red, unable to breathe, unable to dislodge the object caught in his throat. He gags, a spray of blood dotting the sink, and hacks something out onto the porcelain. It is an entire ear with the earring. He starts to scream. Ah! But wait, 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 no. It says he starts to scream, and then it says interior John's bedroom night, so it's supposed to be like this. Ah! And they cut to something else. John's bedroom night. John again covered in sweat. Bolts well, you're really low, Jimmy. Yeah. John again covered in sweat bolts upright from his dream. There is blood on his lips. He looks at his fist and opens it. The earring is gone. He starts to cry, collapsing into himself, curling up in the bed. Oh, God, what's happened to me? I think it's a little late to ask that. Yeah, I think we know. I think you know full fucking well what's happening to you, yeah, John. Like, you've you've gone pretty far at this point. Johnny, listen, if you're asking yeah, that know, question. There's, so, there's only so many insane questions you can ask yourself, I but guess. But if you're asking that. Like, no, 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 you're not. You know, that's not true. That question, is, <laughs> that question becomes dumber the longer, you know, this whole th- these events unfold. Yeah. So you're just really, I mean. You kind I mean, of deserve what's happening to you right now, Rex Johnny. Do, you know? Rex, Rex got to give him one more big speech, you know? I want to be Detective Derek. Bring him over. <laughs> you want right. to be the detective? Continue on, Jimmy. All right. Interior Slimage Surgery Center day. It is late near the end of the day. The phone rings and Ophelia answers it. Slimage Surgery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slimage Surgery Center? How can I help you? This is Detective Dara. That's too much. We can't understand you. What? What's too much? The accent or the the effect? Like like what were you doing, a bullhorn? I'm trying to do, well, I was trying to do, what's his name, Sergeant Bilko? Just cut like this. I did do that. No, no, you were... Oh, I didn't let it out. That's the thing. You were all getting Charlie Brown. You sounded like Bane. Yes. Okay, fine. Do do your line again. Slimage Surgery Center, how can I help you? This is Detective Darrow with the Chicago PD. I need to speak with one Shelly M. Purdue. Okay. Um, would you like her to come down to 1946? Nah, and see? meet you? Nah. <laughs> I, that's Detective Darrow. That's, my, that's what I'm okay. doing. Okay. Uh, you're lucky. Yeah, you're you're lucky. Ticket. First of all, you're lucky he's not Brack. <laughs> Second. Hey, buddy! I'm on a dog! I'll do it, too. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Nobody's been brack yet in this. That's crazy. Yeah. I never let him. Yes, All right. Of, way to go. Yes, of course. Kind of a bitch. One moment. She puts the detective on hold. Ms. Purdue, there's a police detective that would like to speak to you. Really? How strange. Put him through. Go ahead, detective. Ophelia is about to disconnect, but stops herself and stays on the line. Eavesdropper. Hmm. Miss Purdue, I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm investigating a missing persons, and I need to ask you a few questions. Of course, Detective. Can you verify that Miss Evelyn Sedier was a patient of yours? Yes, she was, for several years. We've been seeing Evelyn for a variety of procedures. Did Mrs. Sedier have an appointment scheduled on the afternoon of the 12th? Yes, she did, but the appointment was cancelled. Can you tell me why? Ophelia fiddles nervously with her bandaged ear. Hold on. So, he really did bite her ear off. Mm-hmm. He didn't know he bit his ear, her bit her ear off um, until I, later. I, I, thought he, yeah, I thought he knew. He just kept having these weird... But hold like, on. So, 
<laughs> he really bit it off, and she's just like, Slimage Surgery Center, how can I help you? <laughs> like, why is she not just sitting in a shower holding her knees? Like, forever. And she's just like, oh, just, he bit my ear off, I'll just go to work. It's fine. She's, she's coming back for sex. Some, well, some people... Some people lose themselves in their jobs when the, when a tragedy happens in their personal life. Yes, yeah, some people find routine a nice salve. <laughs> that might to be it, grief, yeah. you know, a nice salve to grief, as Arnold would say, or Bernard, or whatever. <laughs> there had been a problem with Evelyn's payments for the past several appointments. She owed the clinic money. Forty-six thousand dollars, I believe, was the figure. I see. One last question, Miss Purdue. Do you have any idea what? N- what might have happened to Miss Sadier? Have you checked the soup kitchens to see if she's been eaten? <laughs> no, I'll get right on that piece. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I, I'm sure I don't know, Detective. But why don't you ask my secretary? Ophelia looks back at the mirror, feeling the presence of Shelley behind the silvered glass. She has been listening to our conversation. <laughs> I suspect she can tell you what happened to poor Evelyn. No, I don't know anything. The phone line goes dead. Ophelia twists back to find Rex Mundy, his hand still over the phone. Rex, what are you doing here? You know the answer to that question, Ophelia. I don't. I swear I don't. Mundy moves around the desk as Ophelia backs away. Of course you do. You tried the coat on, didn't you? You knew the truth the moment you tried it on. No, that's a lie. He steps closer and Ophelia pulls the dinner knife from her pocket. Get away from me! Oh, yes. I love a little vinegar in my greens. Wait, so she's <laughs> she's the vegetable yeah. course now? Well, he's gonna, uh, he's gonna kill her and then... No, he, he's just gonna, like, like, give her a lobotomy? Yeah, maybe. So that she's the vegetable course? Exactly. Or he's gonna wait till she's really old. She, she's a vegetable because she's the old. Fuck, he's talking about man. It sounded like he was trying to turn her into John for a minute. Come on, baby, you know yes. what it was. But you know what was all going on. Spracka, spracka, wow. Bitch, you knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> say it like, say it like Orson Welles. Break it down, bitch. You know. You knew the game was fucked when you entered the, the realm. All right, Jimmy, read your directions there. <clears throat> He grabs for her, she swipes wildly, ducking past him and bolting into the hall while Shelly appears behind her and grabs her by the throat. Remember, Rex, she's mine. You got the boy, I get the girl. Ophelia screams, fighting for the knife, which she twists free and slashes across Shelly's breast, causing clear saline to... <laughs> <laughs> That's the first genuinely funny part in the whole movie. But they stole it from, like, Scary Movie 2? I don't think Scary Movie 2 came out before this. Hell no, it sure hell did come out before Assassins. Oh, no, that's yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, good yeah. point. Good point. Shit. across Shelly's breast, causing clear saline to arc from the lacerated implant. From behind, Monday grabs Sophia, lifting her onto the air. Into the air. You little bitch! You're going to pay for that! Death. Interior operating room. Mundy slams Ophelia down onto the operating table. No, no, please. He holds her down as Shelly holds, pl- holds her in place with a heavy roll of white medical tape. Why are you doing this? If you look deep enough, you know the answer, Ophelia. 
Isn't this all your fault? Didn't you bring... What are you doing? What were you doing? I was getting out of the mic so that I oh. could make noises without... Oh, okay. Sorry. If you look deeper enough, you know the answer. Isn't this all your fault? Didn't you bring John to the mission in the first place? Who are you? <laughs> Monday laughs. Would you like me to tell you that I am... Oh, no, no, no. Laugh like the shadow. How did he laugh? <laughs> Would you like me to tell you that I am a demon? An incubi as old as hunger itself? Or that Shelley was born beneath the face of the first mirror? You've got your choice. I can tell you that or the other thing. <laughs> Rex, never reveal a woman's age. Well, perhaps you would prefer a more secular answer. That we are manifestations of human nature created by your subconscious to anthropomorphize your darkest fears, your guilt, and desire. I wonder why this never sold. I know, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You reading it, it you reading it in some fifties voice would help it though. I mean, like that's like really all it has going for it. He moves in closer, savoring her helplessness. The conclusion is really the same, isn't it, my dear? He is close enough to whisper. Nature is evil. He smiles, showing her the long, hollow needle tube of the liposuction machine. Ophelia begins to scream when Shelly stuffs her mouth with gauze and secures it with more tape. Oh, that's me. Yeah, it's a great line, too. Suck it all out, Rex, dear. Suck her dry. I want every last lovely drop. The machine whirs to life and Monday begins inspecting the meaty part of each thigh. Don't worry, pretty girl. It'll be over soon. It's just another bad dream. <laughs> she smiles. Isn't it? Ophelia screams into a gag as Mundy inserts the needle, begins to suck the life out of her until interior Ophelia's bedroom, night. She wakes, shaking with fear. Oh, God. John. The words seem to conjure a resolve, and she suddenly knows what to do. Which is to stop right there. Fade out. I was doing the hands over my head clap thing. It's so music. happy. Yeah. It's so happy. It's just a happy song. Man, it's I was really hoping that they like liposuctioned her like from the twat. <laughs> <laughs> like that that really happened. Twatosuction. But she's starting to have the dreams now, which means she'll be murdering and eating people anytime now. Just wait, folks. Just wait for it. Because you remember in episode three of this podcast, John got her to episode try one three, taste mean, of part three. Not episode three. Episode three was Highlander. Uh, yes, yes. Part three of this script on this podcast, John got her to try one piece of meat. 
That's right, yeah, and uh, and it was like heroin. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to picture this on the screen, and I'm going, That's, this is, would be the craziest fucking shit. What the fuck? Liposuction, murders, and cannibalism, and... Yeah, as a... Well, like, you, shit would have been looking trippy as fuck on the screen. Uh, you said earlier, <laughs> you, you said like five minutes ago, I wonder why this never got made, and it's certainly not because of the concept. It's because of the way it was executed. <laughs> It's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just I'm tripping on that. I'm just looking at that thing. Oh, look at this thing. It's a nice collection of, uh, you know, good idea, bad writing. Because it's not written very well. I will say, though, this is the fastest moving script I think we've had on this show. Right, Sean? Yeah, absolutely. We're getting, like, through an average of 20 pages per episode. Wow. Um, what are you looking up? There was... Some comment that I saw them make about this script. Really? Um, and I'm trying to find it. Because basically they were implying that... Uh, that... The movie was about people eating rich people. And so, oh, I have no idea why they wouldn't want to make that. Like, mm. like the rich people at the studio didn't like a movie about rich people getting eaten. So the, so no. the studio... <laughs> The rich I don't know, man. It seems like there's some other people getting eaten too, besides rich people. But I, yeah. I mean, maybe. Well, Sean was making the point that clearly that that was a that's, weak, that's not a true. horrible argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they think that the script, like, and this is like a, a more contemporary interview. So they think after all these years that this script was solid. <laughs> there's some good things about it, but overall, it is. Look, Pretty when you cheesy. when you like when you when you can direct like they could direct you know you think about like the end product so for them it probably is solid it's like but yeah, they I didn't know out of that this is their you first know? script though this is like it's, it's probably not a good script they but didn't they know go I can make a movie from it you but know? did they like, but did, did they but did they know their own abilities then is what I'm saying at this stage well, I mean well you think about it like look how many people that just did it you know I'm just saying that you just, you think about it when you're writing and you have the aspirations to be a director you think like one and yeah. you think when you write a certain way into the script that you can film that and that's what you were thinking of as something that's solid you're not thinking too much like how good it is you don't even really fucking know you're just thinking I could shoot this yeah. you know um, I found I just found a blog called greatest movies never made oh, on yeah? tumblr and they've got reviews of Gladiator 2, Asylum. Oh, wow. Uh, Carnivore. Um, so at least two things that we've done. That's that's great. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to look through this later. Um, actually, those might be the only three posts. <laughs> Did it just start? <laughs> it, it, it's a Tumblr account that started... Coincidentally, like after this podcast began, and then you realize that we're the only source for this <laughs> Tumblr account. Well, I mean, there's a uh, there's Gladiator Two. Maybe we should add that to our list of things to do. We'll go look for Gladiator that. Gladiator Two, yeah. Written by Nick Cave, and I loved Gladiator. Who didn't love Gladiator? Is it actually Nick Cave, the singer? No, I think there's a different Nick Cave. I don't know. I, I never it heard. Could of him be the one. singer though. Were we gonna do Rob Zombie's Crow or something? We are gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah, there, I, we've got two crow scripts to do. Oh wow! We've got Rob I, I, Zombies, I, I think which I think Rob takes place in the job. future. In the future, Rob Zombie. I don't know about the oh. future though. Hold on, um, that's just going by the title. Hold on, I've got it here. Uh, scripts. Uh, oh, I don't have it here. Maybe I didn't get that one ready yet. 
but we are we are we have plans to do it though. Crow twenty thirty seven is what it's called. Oh. And I haven't put it in the main folder yet. Ooh, the Crow twenty thirty seven, a new world of gods and monsters by Robert W Zombie. Yeah. His first. Uh... Sounds like one of his albums. Yeah, it does. Yeah. With the, the all the extra titles and. Well, he likes to use the phrase "new gods." It's like it's from um, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, the old gods, the new gods. The, they also do it on Jack the Game Kirby. of Thrones too. Yeah, Jack Kirby. So uh, that's this episode. Um, I think we have one left. Let me see how many pages we have remaining. Uh, we have. I think the the next episode is going to be a shorty. Yeah. Because we're on page eighty nine, and there's only one hundred and three pages. So we have. 14 pages left and we've been getting through 20 per episode yeah i gotta say you know for all the stuff that we're you know giving them shit about the directions i mean it really does sail i mean there's there's a lot of could be fat in those directions that they just trimmed out you know it's also it's also a generally short script is it how long is it i mean it's 103 pages oh really okay yeah so i mean that's not that long yeah when you look at let's see uh last one we did was what uh asylum yeah uh, so let's see. Asylum was that was the Batman v Superman version. Let's see how many thing. pages that was. Actually, it wasn't Batman v Superman. It was Batman versus Superman. Actually, it was just Batman. Asylum. It didn't have. It yeah. was. It was 120. Oh yeah. But it was really, really bad. Yeah, it was. So it took a lot longer to read. Ah oh, man, that yeah, was, was so bad. <laughs> It was so bad, it's bad. And you're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) I got a jetpack. Remember, guys, I have a (laughs) jetpack. It's not a car. (laughs) Um, Oh, boy. So, yeah, uh, we got a lot of great content coming up. We got one episode left of Asylum, so look for that next week. Or not Asylum, uh, this thing. Carnivore. Carnivore. Thank you. Uh, we got one episode left of Carnivore coming up. Um, and you know what? Maybe uh, if that episode ends up being really light, we can read some of this guy's review of Carnivore from the greatest movies never made. Okay. Or something. I don't know. Listen to our other podcasts. Um, Touche El Duche, uh, Trevcast. Jimmy has a podcast that he hasn't started doing yet. So you can't listen to that. No. Not easily. No, not easily. In my mind. (laughs) Jimmy, you got anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Not even these nuts. (laughs) All right. So uh, you can find all our content on SoundCloud.com slash Ferris Wheelhouse. If you are listening to this podcast from somewhere other than iTunes, you can easily subscribe to iTunes. Make sure that it, you know, so so you make sure that you have it Mm -hmm. as soon as it posts every Tuesday morning. Um, You can also go to TableReadsPodcast.com where, my dear listeners, uh, the Friday after the first episode of a new script posts we will always post the uh the actual script for you to download and read um and i just want to tease a couple upcoming episodes all right or uh scripts that we're gonna do we have beetlejuice goes hawaiian yes not easy to acquire by the way 
not easy at all. But very, you were very lucky to fucking. I work in the film industry. I have yeah. some contacts. I don't think you would have been able to get it otherwise. Honestly. No. Um, and I got Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian, motherfuckers. And, Come on. And I'm the one who's fucking psyched about that because I was the guy who was like, we should do Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian, and you were like, there's no fucking way. It was, it was Trevor's idea. I looked and I looked and I looked and I couldn't find yeah. it, and then I put some feelers out and I got it like. Yeah. Within 12 hours. So that's the one I'm really looking forward yeah. to. So that there's one. that. And there's, that shit sounds crazy. Yeah. Roger Rabbit 2 is going to be a great one. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, we've, we've got a lot more Batman and Superman stuff. That was actually a story this week. Robert Zemeckis uh, said that there there will no there will no longer be a Roger Rabbit 2. Good. Good. Yeah. I'm happy for I'm that. I'm happy about that, too. Um, but we got so many unproduced scripts that are so great, y'all. Yeah. Please keep listening, subscribe, and uh, we will see you next week. This podcast was created by Sean McBee and produced by Ferris Wheelhouse. <laughs> Fuck. Cut to black.